Hey guys, before we get started in today's episode, I just wanted to go ahead and make an announcement for everybody who is interested in being a TIBP VIP. We're going to change up the format of the after show this week. We're actually going to release next week's episode of the Influencer Breakdown podcast early, and that will be on Shane Dawson and cancel culture, everything that's going on right there. Um, so if you want to go ahead and listen to that after you listen to this episode, you can go to our website, theinfluencerbreakdown.com, and click become a TIBP VIP or listen to the after show, and that'll take you to our Patreon where you can do that. And we also have another announcement. We are going to do a giveaway on our Facebook page. So we're going to give away uh, five $10 Starbucks gift cards and all you have to do to enter is share our Facebook post about the giveaway. And uh, you got, you've got to make sure that your settings on the, the share are public so we can see that you shared it. But all you have to do to enter is share that post. And so you can go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash The Influencer Breakdown. Or go to our website, TheInfluencerBreakdown.com, and click on... Uh, the button to enter the giveaway and it will take you to that post. So share it. You'll be entered in. And then I think when are we going to announce July 29th, July 29th, we're going to announce the five winners on the podcast. Also, you have to subscribe to the podcast to be entered into the giveaway. So subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on, go to our Facebook page, share that post, and then you're automatically entered for a chance to win one of five $10 Starbucks gift cards. Have you ever thought about what it takes to grow an impressive following on social media platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn? How about the effort and strategy behind turning that following into a source of income? Welcome to the Influencer Breakdown Podcast with your hosts, Dan Pinkard and Jake Potter Rivera. This is your place to hear from and learn about the people who have made it as influencers. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Influencer Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob. And I am Dan. And this week we're going to talk about uh, somebody super relevant right now, Dr. Disrespect. Otherwise, uh, Guy Beam is his real name. He's a Twitch streamer with a super impressive following. Well, used to be super impressive following. We'll get into that a little bit later into the show here. But he had 4.4 million Twitch followers. He is uh, 21,000 subscribers on Twitch, which for anybody who doesn't know, Twitch is the most popular video game streaming platform and all-around streaming platform on the internet. Um, and basically, the way that it works is, unlike other platforms, you would follow people as more like a subscribe on YouTube where it's free to do. It's going to show you all their content. But then hitting subscribe on Twitch is actually a paid service. Um, the most basic Twitch subscriptions are $5 a month. And Twitch is a huge company owned by Amazon. Dr. Disrespect being one of the largest. He was the eighth largest Twitch streamer. He's the first Twitch streamer to hit a million followers. Uh, and he's averaging around 30,000 views, concurrent viewers per stream, which is a super impressive number. Yeah, and he actually, uh, in 2017, won the Esports Award for Streamer of the Year. So he's obviously a, a very big name in the streaming world. And so uh, there, there's been a lot of news surrounding him over the past few years. Um, some, some things that are controversial, some things. And, and one of the things that we want to do with this podcast is we're going to take an approach of basically just casually talking about the, the people that we're, we're highlighting in these episodes 
instead of just dropping a bunch of facts and information, statistics, stuff like that, we're going to just casually talk about them. And so uh, we, we have a lot of information here that we've, we've researched and, and stuff we know about uh, Dr. Disrespect. And so, uh, Jacob, I don't know if you want to just take it away, kind of getting into yeah. to the, the uh, hot topics surrounding him over the past few years. Yeah, I'm a pretty, I mean, I'm a fan of Dr. Disrespect. I don't necessarily watch all of his stuff, but I do watch streamers quite a bit. I watch, uh, you know, I tune into Twitch all the time and watch popular streamers on there. And if you know anything about streaming, you've heard the name Dr. Disrespect. I mean, the doc, he's a two-time, he's a, you know, he's world champion. And uh, everybody, you know, he's a mythical creature to say. And um, he's just, you know, he's at the top of his game. He's he's one of the biggest Twitch names. He's He's just... Yeah, there's so much you can say about him. Obviously, in 2017, he won Streamer of the Year. Um, I'm just going to run through this little timeline here because also in that same year, late 2017, a few months later towards December, uh, Dr. Disrespect came out and on stream, not in character, which was uh, super uncanny of him. He came out and he announced that he had, you know, that responded to some allegations, some accusations of um, a cheating scandal on his wife. And he admitted to that and basically decided that he was going to take a break from streaming. Um, and you guys will see later on in this episode why we're going to go through some of the highs and lows of his career because where he currently is, and you're probably aware of this since you are listening to this episode, where he currently is is a huge, crazy part of his career. It's a very controversial time right now going on with his streaming career. But in 2017, that happened. Um, and then according to a Rolling Stones interview, some information that was gathered from that interview in 2018, Doc had a estimated family net worth of around $3.5 million. So that kind of gives you some reference of how big of a streamer he is, how big of an internet sensation he is. I mean, that's 2018 too. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. You and, know? and streaming has grown uh, in, in and of itself has grown a lot since 2018. Yeah. A as far as I can tell, at least. So uh, obviously if he's such a big streamer, he could be worth a lot more even in those past couple of years. Yeah, I would think I, I mean, I would think that it's pretty easy to say that he's, you know, his net worth has expanded probably a couple folds on his current uh, what, what was seen in 2018, um, you know, but he's just a popular known streamer. Some of the games he plays Apex Legend, Fortnite, Warzone, PUBG. He's definitely known for battle royales, um, first person and third person shooter games. Um, here's another controversy that happened in July 2019 while live streaming um, at E3, which is a popular tech convention and whatnot. He actually brought his, he was like live streaming on his cell phone or something like that. And he actually brought it into the bathroom. And I remember this whole, this is like a crazy thing because I remember seeing this all play out and being like, oh my gosh, this guy, like he's already, you know, has like a brash personality online. That's kind of his whole um, character that he plays of Dr. Disrespect. I mean, you can get it just from the name. He doesn't respect anybody else. Um, he's the greatest of all time, you know. And um, he brings his he brings his cell phone into the bathroom and he streams and you know like it catches multiple people using the bathroom on stream. So, yeah, yeah. So I I heard about this, but yeah. I I have not personally seen any videos of it, any any specific details surrounding it. So what I mean, he walks into the bathroom. Is he like? like panning around the bathroom with his camera What's, well he's what just he like do? talking with us so just imagine having you know a face camera and you're moving around and and he's like he's you know 
got he's playing his whole character at E3 and he's he's got his bodyguard with him and this and he's like I don't give a crap you know I do whatever I want so he just waltzes on into the bathroom and and is filming and he needs to use a, a urinal or something and he's like you know making a joke out of it saying like oh call my bodyguard make sure there's nobody near me blah 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 just you know kind of having fun with the situation well little did he realize and understand at the time that he's actually breaking the law this is taking place in California there's a privacy law that you can't film in restrooms which is a pretty normal law to mm-hmm. say. It's yeah. nothing, nothing new there. I don't want anyone filming me. In yeah, the... nothing unique to California there. But he breaks his privacy law, and he ended up like doing it multiple times in the day. And uh, Twitch, you know, it was like immediate that like there was so much controversy. E three immediately revoked his badge. Says you got to get out of here, dude. You can't be filming people in our bathroom. Twitch is like, hey, this is that's just not what you can be doing. And Twitch actually issued him a two a two week ban for that. Uh, which is kind of like a slap on the wrist. It's even almost like a two-week vacation. It just builds up the hype for him to come back. Um, but that was, you know, that's just another little controversy that goes on in the life of Dr. Disrespect. I mean, you look at, you know, his streaming career. He's had a Twitch account since 2010, and you look at his streaming career, and he's one of the fastest-growing streamers of all time, but then he's also kind of littered with controversy and whatnot, and it kind of brings up this whole question about what's going on in the streaming world. Yeah, and so it's kind of interesting how fast he's grown with some controversy um, in the midst of uh, how people just love canceling people these yeah. days. So, uh, But, yeah, so just kind of continuing on with some more information about about him. Um, in uh, Earlier this year, March 5th, he announced uh, that he had brokered a multi-million dollar multi-year extension to stream exclusively on Twitch. Yeah. So he announced that he was going to be exclusive on Twitch, which, Jacob, you know more about Twitch than I do, but Twitch has an exclusive exclusivity requirement for people that are streaming on Twitch, right? Yeah, there's kind of a big deal going on at the beginning of this year with streamers um, because because there's two streamers in particular uh, known as Ninja and known as Shroud, and they signed with a new company called... Well, it wasn't totally new, but it's Mixer. It's backed by Microsoft. Um, and their whole idea was like they switched from the most popular streaming platform to one of the least popular streaming platforms, but they were receiving were, were receiving millions of dollars to do so and to bring their personas and their fan bases over there. And basically that started this entire domino effect of Twitch, of all streamers getting signed to big platforms. And some of the big platforms, YouTube gaming is a huge streaming platform. Facebook gaming is a large streaming platform. And then Twitch obviously tops the charts for streaming platforms. And Dr. Disrespect, of course, being such a big name, it was kind of, you know, in question, where's this man going to go to become a full-time streamer? What company is going is he going to sign with? And one of the things that was constantly brought up was, well, Dr. Disrespect is such a controversial streamer. Is he even really eligible to have one of these multi-million dollar deals? And of course, it's not known exactly how much the deal was, but what I'll say is that it's been leaked around the same time frame, popular Twitch streamer Pokimane. Um, she received a exclusivity deal with Twitch um, that is reported to be around $4.5 million per year. And she's a smaller streamer than Dr. Disrespect. So you could imagine that he's probably getting a deal somewhere around $5 million per year. The whole reason that we're mentioning all this is leading up to where he currently is, which is that he was banned permanently from Twitch just within the past couple of weeks. And I mean, that's a huge deal to see Twitch who has invested millions of dollars into this controversial streamer, knowing that he's one of the best in the business, knowing that he's one of the biggest names around, um, just completely being dropped off and banned from Twitch. And we kind of want to get into and start talking about some of these allegations. But what I will 
will say is in reference to cancel culture, the Dr. Disrespect banning thing seems as if it's an it's a direct response from Twitch to cancel culture and to how this is kind of plaguing the Internet right now. Yeah, we, we don't really know. Usually when when you have an exclusivity agreement with uh, whether no matter what it is, whether it's streaming and you are you have an agreement with Facebook or Twitch or whether it's uh, like a non-disclosure agreement, you're working with a company and you have a non-disclosure agreement or a non-compete agreement with a company that you work for. Um, things like that, you we for people like us, it's hard to know what all is included in that agreement. Usually there has to be something beneficial to both sides. Uh, so Dr. Disrespect, uh, when he is signing this agreement, he needs to have confidence that this is the right place for him to commit to for the long-term success of his streaming career. And they need to know that he is committed to them and that he's going to earn Twitch money and staying committed to Twitch. And so, uh, it, it's kind of, it, it gets really interesting. Now, when somebody's like, oh, if somebody's YouTube account, for example, is shut down, it's a little bit less, uh, I don't know, to me, it's a little bit less interesting because they could have just violated a rule and their account was shut down. But this has to do with, there was an actual agreement between two different companies, basically, uh, Dr. Disrespect and Twitch, uh, to have exclusivity with his content on their platform. And then all of a sudden, that whatever that agreement was, was just nullified and he is completely shut down from the platform. So it's, it's really interesting to me, and, and Jacob has some theories that we're going to get into. Yeah, one of the big things is that um, is that Twitch streamers and streaming in general, this whole contract thing, that's not a old established thing. I mean, when you're thinking about like mainstream media, or or the best way to put it is like a, an athlete, right? Athletic contracts, those have been around for so long. So when a team signs, you know, let's say like the Patriots, my favorite sports team, the best, you know, team to ever exist, <laughs> when the Patriots um, sign a contract with a, a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract with a player, uh, such as last year they signed with Antonio Brown, and it didn't work out. Very quickly, it was seen that it wasn't going to work out. So they basically just cut their losses and got rid of this guy, and it didn't seem like that big of a deal in the NFL because, you know what, at the end of the day, it's just a couple million dollars amongst a pool of billions of dollars that is the NFL. But when you're looking at Twitch, yes, Twitch is backed by Amazon, but this whole thing about, about streamers getting paid multi-millions of dollars to stay on a platform, that's just new as of last year. That's not a a, a uh, totally accepted concept yet. So when Twitch is reaching out, they're trying to pick the first so many streamers in response to Mixer's big signing. They're trying to pick the so many you know, the first several streamers that they're going to sign, that they're going to make big announcements with, that they're going to exclusively have deals with, that they're seeing as, hey, these streamers are instrumental to the long-term sustainability and growth of our platform. So for them to pick Dr. Disrespect as one of those streamers was already such a crazy decision in my mind, personally, because Dr. Disrespect is so riddled with controversy. And his his even though he's a big streamer, it's not he's not like he's the most brand-friendly or family-friendly streamer out there. So you take somebody like that and then all of a sudden you see Twitch basically, you know, cut the guy off all at once. And it's like, holy cow, what is going on here? They just recently signed a multi-million dollar deal, multi-year deal with this guy that they're now banning from their platform for 
ever. You know, that's a mm-hmm. it's a permanent ban, and they're just basically in front of the world's eyes. You know, uh, uh, essentially the last year with the Antonio Brown thing going on with the Patriots, it wasn't that big of a deal because you know that had happened so many times, and and there's so many NFL players that it's it's the least of the news. You know, it hits the headlines for like a day or two, and then it disappears. Well, there's only, you know, maybe two or three dozen streamers in the entire world with exclusivity contracts to a streaming site, and one of them just got permanently banned, and a company apparently loses millions of dollars over that. I mean, that's a huge deal. Yeah, and so if you are into the the streaming uh, world, the gaming culture, you probably already knew about this, because this is this is really, really big news. It's, it's something that's... Uh, completely came out of nowhere. Sometimes like, like I talked about the, the episode we're releasing on our Patreon, sometimes with cancel culture, you can see it coming. Yeah. You can see <laughs> yeah, somebody see did something. Far. Yeah. Somebody did something. They really deserve to be canceled. Sometimes you see that and you know, this a, B and C is exactly why this is happening. Yeah. This one, it, it like Twitch's official statement on the band said, as is our process, we take appropriate action when we have evidence that a streamer has acted in violation of our community guidelines or terms of service. These apply to all streamers, regardless of status or prominence in the community, which is such a generic uh, just out like they're just they're just giving something, putting something out there without having to explain themselves. And so it it is uh, trying to trying to come up with why this happened. It's a little trickier than most scenarios where somebody is is banned from a platform or uh, or canceled online, and so um, still as of as of today, Twitch has not informed. Well, as of June twenty seventh, Twitch had not informed Doc for the reason of his ban. Yeah, and, and there's as still of, nothing in the news today about it either. As yeah. I'm looking this all up, he hasn't come out and said, "Hey, this is the exact reason that I was banned." Mm-hmm. Which, and, and Twitch hasn't said anything more publicly about the scenario as far as as far as I'm aware uh, they haven't said anything new and so right now there's still a lot of uh, confusion surrounding this scenario yeah if you're somebody who knows twitch and kind of understands how their platform runs uh, one thing that you'll know for sure is that that whole statement that they gave on Twitter the you know about uh, you know as is with all of our you know streamers and whatnot we enforce community guidelines bunch of baloney that's just straight <laughs> up bullcrap because Twitch is pretty much known for being an incredibly biased platform where there are a few streamers at the top of the chart that can basically get away with anything. I mean, and I'll just say this, and I'm not trying to bring up like crazy controversies, but streamers like Tifu, who is one of the, I think he, at some point he was recently, he was holding the high, you know, the most subscribed to or most followed Twitch streamer title. I think he still is the most followed Twitch streamer. Um, he's a Fortnite player, and just as recent as like six or seven months ago, drops the N word on stream, and no big deal because he's this. I mean, he's he's a huge streamer. There's there's other streamers. Um, if anybody knows who Alinity is, she's a streamer. She got you know she fed her cat vodka on stream through her can. There's like there's oh like policies word. for no animal abuse and these things. And Twitch is pretty much just straight up known for. You know, the big streamers get a slap on the wrist, which honestly, we saw the same thing with Dr. Disrespect. And that's where I'm so shocked by this whole thing is that Dr. Disrespect is one of those streamers that kind of you're kind of expecting them to only get a slap on the wrist for everything. Because, you know what, like in the past when he the dude films in a public restroom, literally breaks the law on stream, breaks all community guidelines for Twitch. And they're like, oh, here's a two week slap on the wrist. I mean, that's nothing to a multimillionaire. And then just so many months later, they serve him 
with a huge exclusivity contract, which just shows you their bias towards these big streamers. So for them to just come out and say like, hey, we're just enforcing the guidelines that everybody has to follow. A bunch of baloney. Yeah, a bunch of bull crap. We're calling you out, Twitch. We know that that's not the truth. We know that there's something going on behind the scenes. And I really want to take some time and share what I believe is going on. Let me just send uh, share a couple other things going on. On July 6th, this kind of leads up into this whole theory and controversy thing. On July 6th, um, Dr. Disrespect potentially donated $50 on stream to a different Twitch streamer, Nick Merckx, who is a close friend of his. He plays Warzone with him all the time. Um, and basically, it was... In a sim- it was a donation from an account that was labeled as Dr. Disrespect, not a Twitch account because he doesn't have a Twitch account anymore, but a PayPal account or something like that. And it was in the same form that Dr. Disrespect had donated to Nick previously, which he basically he sh- he donated and wrote a rap. <laughs> and and then Nick read the rap on stream. Um, but there's no there's no actual 100 percent confirmation that it was from Doc. But basically what the gist of it is that it says that Twitch needed a scapegoat and that kind of just like stirred the controversy a little bit more. And everybody's like, what is this? And then there's been rumors since about, Oh, well this isn't just a normal ban. And the reason nothing's being talked about is because Dr. Disrespect is, is getting ready to sue Twitch for millions of dollars because this isn't just a regular everyday ban. There's something bigger going on here. Um, obviously we don't know if that was actually Dr. Disrespect who shared that $50 donation, but what we do know is that, what was said was not only similar to Dr. Disrespect's Dr. Disrespect's character, Doc's character, but also um, that what what he was actually saying starts to make a lot of sense and starts to tie a lot of lines together in this whole controversy. So I'm going to share this. On June 24th, um, years of accusations were gathered together. This is in light of the cancel culture that's trending right now of just so many companies are being battered, so many people, so many creators are being battered with cancel culture right now. People want to call everybody out for their past, especially for racism, um, which I'm not saying that it's wrong to do that. I'm not saying that it's wrong to hold people accountable for the things that they've done. Um, but just making a point that 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 is something that's very prevalent in society yeah, today. Exactly, exactly. So on June 24th, years of accusation were gathered together and basically exposed on Twitter of Twitch CEO Emmett Shear. He was called out for a long history of ignoring, and there were so many. I mean, there were so many like proven cases of this that I couldn't even like, I couldn't even write them all down, but basically he's called out for having a history on the platform of ignoring sexual abuse claims, harassment claims, and racism claims. And one of the big things is like, there was a tweet that basically said like, hey, I was, I confronted um, Emmett Shear, who's a Twitch employee who said at a, at a company meeting, they, in front, they confronted Emmett Shear about how women are treated on the platform and how they're so commonly sexually harassed, not only by other streamers, but also by their by their Twitch chat. And basically, uh, Emmett's response was something in the light of like, oh, wow, haha, whatever, or something or like, LOL, and just walked away and shrugged it off as if it was no big deal and not something that needed to be dealt with. And obviously, that kind of stuff is going to catch up with you. Um, here's a snippet that I'll read from 
um, a article by ScreenRant.com about this everything going on in light of Twitch's you know th- uh, accusations and then the response that Twitch CEO Emmett Shear had shared on Twitter recently. Emmett Shear has responded to the accusations being made against Twitch content creators on Twitter, saying that he has heard the complaints against his company and that he is sharing an internal email from Twitter in response. So he basically an internal email that they shared amongst the uh, company. He decided to share that publicly on Twitter so that it would kind of you know clear up their guilty conscience there. The email states that the allegations against his company as well as its business partners and affiliates are being heard and dealt with. It goes on to say that the company needs to create change and that Shear has always wanted Twitch to be a safe and positive space for all. Shear also spent spends an entire paragraph expressing his apologies for everything that has happened and says that he cares deeply about this topic. Now, basically my first thought on that entire thing is that, you know, I just want to say bull crap, you know, I just yeah. want to say like, you know, in light of accusations and, and, and literally quotes from people who have witnessed his responses to these accusations, it's crap. Yeah. And, and like in the PR world, the public relations world, uh, you know, you can you can craft words, you can craft responses to situations where you have bad press in a way that makes it out to be uh, you you can have an apology, you can say we're we're working on change, we've always wanted to work on change, uh, all these great things, and it can be a temporary uh, resolution to the to the issue. It, it can make people feel better about the issue, but your actions speak so much louder than your words. And if you have a consistent over over years, a consistent track record of these accusations of not dealing with the accusations, and you're only saying that you're working on it when it becomes a big PR issue, then you know that it's bullcrap. It it is not. You're not being sincere in your response. So that I, I don't. That's my thoughts about this. Yeah, whole Twitch statement. has Twitch has a track record of being a crappy company in terms of how they ethically deal with these matters, with these accusations, these reports, um, and then now they have to come to face with the fact that they're no longer the only viable streaming platform out there. YouTube is a viable streaming platform. Facebook Gaming is a viable streaming platform. There's a new streaming platform, you know, in in the works somewhere that has been kind of teased on Twitter multiple times and it's like Twitch needs to has finally come to this realization, hey, companies, not just people, not just creators, but companies as a whole are currently getting canceled. And we are potentially on the chopping block if we don't deal with this before it hits us. So they're getting hit with all these accusations. They're obviously fearful. And you're right. Actions speak louder than words. And they and this is my theory. This is my big theory that we're leading up to on why Dr. Disrespect was banned from Twitch. Actions speak louder than words. Twitch, their CEO, their PR staff, their board of directors, whatever, they came to this realization that, hey, if we don't do something, if we don't put some action behind our words, people aren't going to care. And what they decide to do, they decide to bundle up, hey, you've got uh, Dr. Disrespect. He's one of the biggest people on our platform. He's one of the biggest streamers in the world. So we've got Dr. Disrespect on our platform. He's signed exclusively. People already know that we've invested millions of dollars into this guy. But he's also got a little bit of controversial a little bit of a controversial past and he's got some things that you could bring up. And and I brought up Alinity before and people might say, oh, well, why, why wouldn't they use Alinity as a scapegoat? Well, the difference is that Alinity isn't signed to an exclusivity deal with Twitch, meaning that Alinity 
it doesn't it's not a huge financial risk or financial loss for Twitch to to ban Alinity, you know? It's a but it's a huge loss for them to ban a you know, apparently it's a huge loss for them to ban Dr. Disrespect. So what they do is they take who the biggest guy on their platform who has an exclusive deal who they've so, they've seemingly invested so much money and time into, who has a controversial past and they chop him right then and there and they say you're the scapegoat you're going to take all these wrongs and you're going to be the example that we're going to set forth for the entire world to see that we care more about responding to these accusations than we care about our streamers and the money that we've spent on them yeah and that's that's where that donation that doc potentially made again we're not really sure if if he's the one who made it but mm. where where it said that he he's the scapegoat yeah and that's where that comes into play because that's that's what it really is looking like. It's looking like he was just kind of put on the chopping block as a scapegoat for Twitch in this in this situation of bad PR. Yeah, I mean, when you think of it, when you genuinely understand how a Twitch ban works, it really does seem like it is the perfect solution. There's one thing that they didn't account for, but let me share why it's the perfect solution. First, you have one of the biggest streamers in the world, obviously. Then you have you're invested into that streamer with millions of dollars, okay? He's he's a he's a uh, crucial piece of your platform, right? You've got all these claims about sexual harassment allegations not being dealt with, racism, this and that. Well, Dr. Disrespect, he's kind of known for some of those things. Not that he's a straight up racist and uh and and you know, a sex offender, but he's been, you know, there's been claims of racism against him. There's been claims of sexual harassment against him. He has a sketchy past. What one thing is, you know, he cheated on his wife, that whole scandal. People, it's not announced who that was with, but people claim maybe it was another Twitch streamer that they had to pay money out to to hush that person up about the whole thing. You know, so there's all these claims, and it's like Dr. Disrespect automatically seems like the perfect, like kind of like the golden child for this cancel culture response from Twitch. And uh, and basically at the end of the day. They've got this this perfect scapegoat, but what they forgot to account for is the fact that Dr. Disrespect, I mean, he's the champ, right? It's the fact that he's going to come back and swing back at them. He's not going to just lose his whole career. And one of the reasons that I say lose his whole career is because one of the stipulations of Twitch is that when you're banned, not only are you banned from Twitch, but you're also banned from appearing on any other Twitch streamer's stream. So let's say that Dr. Disrespect says, hey, I'm going to wipe my shoulders off. I'm going to walk away from this ban, and I'll sign a deal with, with YouTube Gaming for the same amount of money, maybe even more money, and I'll build my platform there. Well, here's the problem with that. All those famous friends that he has on Twitch that help them cross-grow each other's platforms, he's no longer allowed to stream with them ever again. While he's banned on Twitch, he can't stream with Nick Merckx again. He can't stream with Tim the Tapman again. He can't stream with Dr. Lupo again. These huge streamers that are signed to Twitch, he can't stream with anybody unless those people want to get their account banned on Twitch as well. So basically, Twitch knows that per these per these rules and their guidelines, that they can f like kind of fear throttle everybody else from helping him out because they know that if they help him out, now they're at risk of getting banned and they're at risk of losing their platform. Yeah, and that's that's where you start to wonder where uh, the the exclusivity agreement. What what was the wording of some of these clauses? What is he able to do uh, to kind of get reparations for what for what they did to him for for uh, canceling his account, banning him from Twitch? What is he, he able to do now? It, it's hard to say. I mean, we uh, we think that he might pursue legal action but but it's really it really depends on that contract and what was in place there as far as legalities are concerned another thing that i um, i don't know what you think of this jacob but 
so there's there's the idea that that there's this bad PR, there's this the scandal, if you will, within Twitch of ignoring all these allegations and not taking action and all these accusations over over a period of however many years. And now all of this is coming up, coming to light. And so they have to deal with this. And so uh, so your theory is essentially that Doc was their scapegoat. Basically, they're they're giving him up. They're saying we're, we're getting rid of Doc because he has done these whatever, all of these things where he has this bad reputation uh, or, or sketchy reputation, if you will. Yeah. Uh, or is it possibly just that they are they're doing something that's going to draw so much attention that people will forget about the scandal within Twitch that, that they just basically are like, we're going to we're going to get rid of Doc. We're going to cancel his streaming channel and we're not going to say anything about it. So everyone's going to be talking about that and they're going to stop talking about these other scandals. Yeah, I mean, that definitely seems like maybe one of the go-to routes. The only problem that I have with that theory, and I know that you don't know much about Alinity, but basically in my mind, I'm like, well, then Alinity is the perfect person because why why take a huge hit on multi-millions of dollars? Because yes, Doc has been controversial in the past, but to be fair, I mean, He's been pretty in the clear, especially since signing this contract. He's been pretty careful about what he does and whatnot, and he's not he's not walking on eggshells anymore. Right. And people have kind of forgiven him in the community, accepted that you know some of the things were personal problems that shouldn't necessarily cancel his streaming platform, and then other things were bad choices that he made. But he's been forgiven. He accepted his punishment, you know, and and did what he needed to do to redeem himself from that. Somebody like Al- Alinity, though. Um, you know, I mean, she's constantly, constantly faced with with controversy. And in my mind, it's like if I'm Twitch, well, I just can't I just I just permanently ban Alinity because it's the same response. She's a huge streamer. So it's the same. You know, you reach the same goal, but you don't have to lose a multi-million dollar deal with a streamer. Um, but I think that 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 with Dr. Disrespect, like it makes such a big statement and i and and i bet you that right now twitch wants to make a statement they probably have something in the works where it's something like you know we don't accept people who do this on our platform anymore and we and we're you know putting down the hammer on all of these things and then dr disrespect is our example of that we we are not we're not tied to our money we're tied to integrity you know those kind of things i bet you that they want to do that but they're probably so worked up in the fact that they're they're gonna have to go into a legal battle with him, that they can't just start throwing all that stuff out because yeah. that you know that would be su- such such a crippling thing to do in a legal battle um, to just put all your cards on the table publicly before you even are able to bring any of it to the courtroom. You know, if if the rumors are right that Doctor Disrespect is kind of gearing up for a big legal battle, which I, I believe that 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 Tim the Tatman actually has said that he has spoken directly to doc about this and that that was the response is that like this is going to have to be a legal matter yeah and and basically my mindset is like hey if i'm doc i'm taking twitch to court i'm proving my innocence i'm getting my ban taken away and then i'm signing a deal with somebody else because i'm not staying on that platform i mean that is just a horrible way to treat your creators right and and maybe what twitch intended for good use is now being you know turn against them and maybe they're they thought that they were going to do something good with this whole thing and that they were going to be able to to wipe their hands clean of all these allegations and and accusations and whatnot 
and walk away from it all, just losing a, a couple million dollars from from their deal with Dr. Disrespect. But maybe maybe that was the case, but now it's actually turning back at them, and people are like, well, that's how they think they can handle all of this? That's how they think they could get away with all this? Of course we're not going to let them off that easy. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen that before with uh, – PR in the PR industry where a company or a brand will try to do something that is a, it's a very significant uh, big move, a very controversial move for PR, uh, whatever their goal is, whether it's recovering from a scandal or just trying to get free PR where, where you do something controversial and then everyone's attention is on you. And then it just completely backfires. We've seen that before. For example, uh, and, and once again, we're going to be talking about this a little bit in when we talk about Shane Dawson in the next episode. But uh, when Tati Westbrook made accusations against James Charles in the beauty community on YouTube, and then that whole thing just flip-flopped uh, right back around on her, where James Charles made a video basically saying, this is, this is what actually happened. And everyone and he had receipts. And so everyone believed him. And then it's been kind of a back and forth. And then she had to apologize. But that whole idea of a PR stunt where you you just do something really, really big and controversial to try to get uh, positive PR and then it backfires on you. That's almost what it seems like Twitch is trying to do is they're doing something really big. They're just making a big move, hoping that it works out in their favor and it really has the potential. I don't. Th I wouldn't say that it has backfired, but it really has the potential of backfiring and being just compounding on the bad publicity that they already had. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's going to have a lot to do with how the mainstream media takes it. Not the not the I'm a Twitch, you know, mega star. I'm an esports fan media because, of course, esports fans they're going to be. I mean, for the most part kind of against Twitch and for Doc because at the end of the day, you're kind of against, you know, the big brother and the big, you know, these huge companies and you're kind of for those small creators who have made it. And, and, and anybody who understands, you know, creators and platforms, there's always this unique dynamic between like, hey, I, I mean, technically as a creator, I built my own following, but I did utilize your platform for that. So you have to have this mm -hmm. this balance long term with like who gets the who gets the reins to say whether or not I deserve this platform or not. Um, and, and with Twitch, it's like you know if mainstream media, if these big companies, if Forbes comes out, if Rolling Stones comes out, if uh, Variety comes out, you know these big companies start coming out with these articles in response because of course it's going to make mainstream news, and they don't really understand what they're talking about, and they praise you know Twitch, knowing oh well this is this is Jeff Bezos directly because Twitch is owned by Amazon. They're going to be like, you know, Jeff Bezos makes the most critical move to support Black Lives Matter and to support sexual harassment claims and, and, and equality. And this, you know, if they do that, if it's responded to that way in mainstream media, well, then everybody's going to look at it as a win for Twitch. Their stock's going to rise. You know, people are going to love it. But you know what? It's, it's never going to be a win for the streamer, to be honest, no matter how it's split. Or actually, let me say this. If Dr. Disrespect counter sues Twitch or whatever, sues them and wins that whole lawsuit, it will be a win for the streamer. But outside of that scenario, it's never going to be a win for the streamer because now the streamers have to live in fear that even these big multi-million dollar deals, even if they're playing it safe, even if they're getting away from their sketchy, controversial past or something like that, any slip up is now where, hey, if Twitch needs to chop you off, no matter how big of a person you are on their platform, you're eligible to be chopped off if it means good PR for them, if it means big moves for them. You know, Twitch might lose $5 million in, their, in them banning Dr. Disrespect, but maybe they maybe 
at the end of the whole turnout with the PR and everything, they're going to end up, you know, increasing their market cap by a, a billion dollars, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, there was no loss at the end of the day. Um, but if Dr. Disrespect, you know, on the opposite side of Dr. Disrespect sues and it all turns out right, then guess what? Take the power away from the platform and back to the creators. And at the end of the day, you know, it's going to be a new world for creators where it's like, Hey, you know, you don't just have the right to just cancel me on your platform because you say so, you know? Yeah. And that's, so there are kind of two ways there that, that it could backfire on Twitch. One is legal action. If doc is successfully able to sue Twitch and uh, kind of get compensation for the the uh, voided contract, uh, assuming that there there's a contract that was voided and and canceled and and somehow I I don't know for all for all I know he is not allowed to put content on Twitch anymore, but he's still getting paid by Twitch. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who so, knows those details? Yeah. So maybe the contract is still being fulfilled, and it's just being fulfilled very differently. And Twitch is still paying for something that they're not receiving. They're not receiving the yeah. content, but they're still paying for it. I don't know. But if there's a contract that was voided, there could be grounds for Doc to potentially sue Twitch. And so that's one one area where it could backfire. And depending on how valuable that contract was, and you you multiply that by the the potential growth that Doc could have, yeah, um, that that lawsuit could be worth a lot of money and you could easily be calling this defamation of character and destruction of platform and stuff like that i mean there's many many things that this that this scandal could fall under that would be against twitch that would hold up potentially hold up in a legal battle and i'm sure a good lawyer is going to have so many different routes that they they could pursue so if one fails they have they have a lot of backups exactly and so that's a potential uh situation where it backfires on twitch another one is that uh, Doc comes out and he makes public statements, and I'm sure he's being very careful right now. If he is working with a legal team, he's being very careful what he says publicly because that's always like the lawyer's number one piece of advice is always like, don't talk to the person you're suing. Don't say anything publicly. Don't shoot yourself in the foot before we can go through with all of this. So I'm sure he's being careful right now, but in the future, if he can manage the, the publicity of this well, and those other those other streamers that you mentioned, the popular streamers, the friends of his, the people who he has worked with to grow together, if he can convince them to to leave Twitch, yeah, exactly, and, and go to another platform, that could set another platform up to take all of Twitch's success. That's exactly what I'm thinking. In the set, we're like short of having a exclusivity deal with Twitch. If if this all comes to light and it's true that Twitch is doing these kind of ridiculous actions as a huge company, and basically fiddling with people's livelihoods it's like hey let's all move over to facebook game or youtube gaming all at once because this is insane why you know why would you want to be and they honestly twitch has already been criticized in the past for being such a you know unstable platform with unstable rules and whatnot simply you know to, to build your entire livelihood on and i could easily see that that you know there could be a stir up of twitch creators that after this if everything comes out in doc's favor that are like hey time to leave twitch time to abandon this ship this is not sustainable for the long-term future i'm not putting my eggs into this basket no matter what you know this reminds me a lot and i know you don't you don't really know anything about this but um popular streamer tifu and phase clan who was the organization that he was signed under um basically 
you know, there was this there's this huge ongoing lawsuit that's been going on for almost two years now between the two because Tifu no longer wanted to be under what he considered to be just a raw a, a predatory contract that is that is void by the means of the contract anyways, and this and that. And basically FaZe Clan, what they saw it as is like, hey, if instead of just releasing this guy and taking the loss, maybe, you know, they weren't gonna take a financial loss, but they were gonna take a loss in a in a, you know, basically one of their biggest stars from leaving, instead of just releasing this guy and trying to move on from this controversy, let's sue this guy and let's hope that not only can we ruin his name, but we can also build up our own character at the same time. And as the lawsuit has been going on, basically what's been happening is it's all backfired on FaZe Clan and they're pretty much just because everything becomes public at that point. And mm-hmm. there's so many things that are becoming public um, as this lawsuit is going on. And one of the things is like like these just straight up lies that that FaZe Clan has been putting out to the public trying to convince everybody that they're not in the wrong. These straight up lies like, hey, we're trying, you know, they said, hey, we're never going to take money from this guy in this certain means. And then in the lawsuit, they try and win that money from him. And it's like. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you, what you thought was going to do really good for your company is actually really, really hurting your company's image, according to the community, because you you just proved yourself to be untrustworthy and lying. And it reminds me so much of that, because what I think that Twitch is doing is I think Twitch is making a huge PR move. I think that they're they're utilizing Dr. Disrespect as their scapegoat in this entire scenario. They're going to come out to the public and say, hey, we took a multi-million dollar hit on one of our biggest streamers because we had to 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 say that we're no longer tolerating these things we had to put our foot down somewhere we had to draw the line at some point and this is what we're doing it and we're showing you all that we're that we're serious about taking taking these allegations these accusations this culture seriously in the future you know and that's what they think that they're doing but at the end of the day they might end up shooting themselves in the foot with this whole move i'm definitely personally in favor of Dr. Disrespect right now, knowing what I know and just theorizing what I theorize, I'm in favor of Dr. Disrespect. And I think short of some, you know, crazy controversial thing that he did on stream or in his personal life or whatever that has not yet been exposed that happened, you know, that, that directly related to the, or directly uh, translated into this Twitch ban short of that happening. I think that it's pretty obvious that this is a PR move. And if it is a PR move, it's not something that I'm in favor for. It's something I think is so messed up. Yeah, and I don't think it's something that's going to be successful. Obviously, it does depend on how Docs and Twitch's PR teams can handle the publicity. But, I mean, even just from what is out right now, which is which is in some ways very little, but what is public right now, um, if I was... Well, Jacob, let me ask you this, because you, you have been more into the streaming world than I have. Mm. If you were... Uh, a streamer who was trying to decide uh, you you're trying to decide what platform you're going with and Twitch has offered an exclusivity agreement a deal to you to put your content on Twitch and you saw all this happening right now you had not signed the agreement yet what would you do I'd wa- I'd I'd waltz right over to YouTube and I'd say hey Twitch has offered me X amount of money for X amount of years if you can give me three fourths of that. I'll sign with you. Yeah. And you know what? I've been saying that for so long when I was, I did have a little bit of a streaming channel for a while. And when I was doing that, I struggled so much to find out if I should stream on Twitch or YouTube. Obviously, Twitch is a better, more established streaming platform, but YouTube is a way longer term, more established content platform. And at the end of the day, you take what I've learned 
you know, plus all the controversy, plus all the, you know, the basically the scare, like the, the, you basically have to live in fear when you stream on Twitch mm -hmm. of at any point you could lose a platform that you've streamed on. And then with all those little deals of like, hey, if you stream with us, you can't stream on any other platform ever. Even if it's just like for a paid promotional thing, you can't stream. Even if you're just showing up on somebody else's stream, you can't stream on another platform. Also, you can't stream. You know, if you get banned from our platform, you can never show up on another of our streamers. You know, it's like, heck no. Like, to me, Twitch is the last resort. I mean, Facebook gaming is starting to look really good now because, gosh, I, I just, I cannot imagine putting my livelihood into the hands of this, this reckless platform. I mean, clearly, whoever is behind Twitch right now, obviously the CEO isn't making all the decisions, but whoever is behind all these decisions, they have they have no clue what they're doing, and they're, they're really just playing with people's lives right now. Yeah, and right now they are in the middle of trying to get people to uh, join their platform exclusively. Yeah. And so they're trying to get all these contracts signed with creators. I, I'm sure they have dozens and dozens of deals in the works. And so all of these creators have to be thinking anyone who, who anyone who's looking at signing with Twitch has to know about this situation. Yeah. And so they have to be thinking to themselves, should I actually sign? Like they could, they could be sitting there literally with a pen and the contract in hand. And now they were ready to sign. And now they, they might scrap the whole thing. That would be me if I was in that scenario. And yeah. that's not because you know that Twitch is in the wrong because there could be like, there, there could be something more here that we don't know about yet, but the the lack of knowledge, the lack of certainty yeah. in this situation would, would make me, I, I'd be like, yeah, pay me. I don't care that you're offering me a million dollars. You know, I'm going to walk yeah. away and go to another platform. If, if you see the value in me to offer me a contract, then... I, I have value that I can take somewhere else. Yeah. And that's your loss. <laughs> and this and, issue is just a piece of the pie. It's not the yeah. whole thing. Like this is just compounding on other long-term issues with Twitch as a streaming platform. And I just want to like really iterate for not only you, Dan, but also for the listener, like exactly what that means that you can't stream on it. I mean, imagine this, this is a more understandable scenario. If you're not into the Twitch world and you don't understand streaming, basically if you became, if you started a YouTube channel, which is free to start, everybody's able to do it. And then at some point you became eligible for monetization. If on eligibility for monetization, if on accepting that, uh, uh, opportunity, not signing any huge exclusive contract worth millions of dollars, but just accepting the opportunity to be monetized on the platform, you have to agree that you will never share. You will never post another you or another you a video of yourself on any other platform while you're monetized. And if you do that, then you are no longer monetized on YouTube. That's, that's what, that's what Twitch asks, because I know that you're mentioning these exclusive deals, but you gotta like, keep in mind, you don't have to have an exclusive multi-million, multi-thousand dollar deal with Twitch to only be allowed to stream on their platform. That is the basic requirement for anybody to monetize on their platform is that you need to agree to be exclusive with Twitch and you need to agree to a few things. One, you're exclusive with Twitch. Therefore, you won't stream on any other platform. You won't stream on YouTube. Even if you have a YouTube channel that posts highlights and videos from your stream, you cannot actually go live on YouTube ever, right? Or you lose that deal with Twitch. And you lose all your subs with Twitch, which is insane. I mean, we saw with Dr. Disrespect, he lost 20,000 subscribers all at once, which at the very least was $50,000 per month all at once. And Or... 
or or also another thing you need to agree with is that you agree never to stream with a banned Twitch streamer. And that's where Dr. Disrespect is really being hit hard is that even if he moved over to a different streaming platform, no other Twitch streamers are allowed to stream with him on their stream. Even if they're just playing in the same game as each other and you hear their voice or you see their gamer tag, that's enough right there. Twitch will call it ends. Right? It's, I mean, it's insane the the kind of rules that they try and ask you to follow. It's as if it's as if Twitch by allowing you to make money on their platform is saying, oh, we own you. We we have every we you know, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be where you are. It's like, dude, you build your own name. You build your own thing. This is just a platform that you chose to do it on. Twitch should be thankful. You're the one bringing in the ad revenue and stuff like that. You know, Twitch isn't putting out any specific content that's that's advertising, you know, that's advertiser worthy or, or exciting, you know. Yeah. And especially with like you, you mentioned earlier in this episode that Doc's main focus has been Battle Royale games. And in Battle Royale games, usually you are playing with certain people that you, exactly. you play with very frequently. <laughs> like, uh, Jacob, you and I have played Battle Royale games yeah. together, and, and um, I have a very select few people who I will regularly play with. And so assuming that that all of those people that Doc has played with or, or regularly plays with are on Twitch, that that can be... A whole nother level of frustration for him. I mean, there's so many things that are frustrating. I mean, it can go. I mean, you can we could draw this on forever, but something as simple as, hey, if, you know, Doc gets banned from Twitch, moves to YouTube, builds a big platform. It's five years later. There's some charity stream going on and, and they want Doc to team up with some guy who streams on Twitch. It's like, oh, can't do that. Oh, you're in a game with Doc, even if you're not playing with him. You know, you're in a charity game or a tournament or something, and he's in the same lobby as you, and his name comes up on the kill feed or something like that. Oh, banned. It's like it can go so far. And I'm not saying that Twitch would exactly ban on all occasions in that scenario, but we did see earlier this year with a whole with with phase dubs was banned on Twitch and he ended up getting or no, some other guy was banned on Twitch and he ended up getting into that guy's game and then that guy got banned, but he was like muted on voice chat and he was using a different gamer tag and everything. So you really had no clue that it was him. But he still ended up getting banned because somebody found it out and reported it to Twitch. It's like all it's so wacko. Twitch is yeah. such a whack and, platform. And you compound that on the uncertainty of this situation where like like we've been saying this whole episode, other creators are going to be scared if they have their platform on Twitch because there's so much uncertainty of Doc being removed from Twitch. And so you compound that with, well, now all of a sudden there are there are these little minute ways that somebody could be violating their terms and conditions or their agreement with Twitch, and all of a sudden they could get banned for something that they don't even intentionally do. That's That's the ultimate consequence is you're just compounding that uncertainty that other creators have. And it that can be, like you said, Twitch should be thankful for their creators because their creators are what brings revenue to Twitch. And so if you create a system, if you create a platform, a culture within Twitch that is not conducive to or, or not uh, agreeable to your creators, you're risking, you're really risking everything as a platform. Yeah, seriously. And they think that they're doing what's right. I don't know. I mean, we could talk about this forever, Dan. It's like, it's so interesting to me how crazy Twitch is as a platform. It's sad to me to see this going on. I hope that, you know, Doc comes out on top on this one and is able to get his platform back. Obviously, if there is something serious that comes to light that is a serious offense that Doc was banned for, I agree with that. But anything short of that, I think that this is a whack situation. And and either 
either way, I think that Twitch is a whack platform for certain reasons. Um, you know, but hey, we hope that you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. We hope that you guys kind of like that new format of just talking about maybe something that's a little bit more current. Um, you can go ahead to our Patreon. Um, you can find that at theinfluencerbreakdown.com and you can become a TIBP VIP and listen to next week's episode right now, which is awesome. Don't forget about the giveaway. Go onto our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the influencer breakdown. And if you share our most recent giveaway post, then you become eligible for a chance to win a $10 Starbucks gift card. And I think that's all that we have for you guys. Yeah. So we're really excited for this, this new format. So, uh, also just, just wanted to say too, if you enjoy this podcast, if you've been listening to, maybe you've listened to a few episodes or all the episodes, who knows, maybe you're, you are the most loyal TIBP listener. Fan. Yeah. You're a super fan. Um, but if you, if you've been enjoying, if you enjoyed this episode, if you've been enjoying the, the podcast in general, um, if you could just share it, just, you don't even have to share it publicly on social media, but just, just text, uh, uh, your friends, your family, whoever, somebody that you think might be interested in it. Uh, just get the word out there. That really helps us as creators. Um, we're loving making this podcast. And so you helping us uh, share it with other people just goes a long way. Yeah. It also helps so much to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're on. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can give us a five-star rating. And that helps out so much. Mm-hmm.